Hello, 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 my podcast family. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. God has a lot to say for us in His Word, and every morsel of it can help us during this season of caring for our loved ones. Or if it's your profession, just being able to care and love them and bring God into their lives each and every day. Today, we're on the 15th Psalm, and this one is very good. So listen carefully as we try to discern which category this one falls into. Ready? Okay, let's go. Lord, who may dwell in your sacred tent? Who may live on your holy mountain? The one who walk, the one whose walk is blameless, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from their heart, whose tongue utters no slander who does no wrong to a neighbor, who casts no slur on others, who despises a vile person but honors those who fear the Lord, who keeps an oath even when it hurts and does not change their mind, who lends money to the poor without interest, who does not accept a bribe against the innocent. Whoever does these things will never be shaken. So... This has a different ring to it, doesn't it? This psalm was written by David, but what category would you say it falls under? It's a little tricky. A little tricky. This is our very first hymn. It's considered a a temple hymn, which is a subcategory of praise. And when you read it, I, I, I guess I can read it as, yeah, it could be very much a hymn of what you're singing. But as we go through this, I think you'll understand why. <clears throat> so let's focus on the main theme of this song. The main subject isn't necessarily God per se, but it's on the chosen of God. In this case, Israel. Or for us, it would be us, right? Um, David begins with the question, who can enter into God's sacred tent? Right? He's asking the question. In essence, he's saying, who can approach God? And then he lists all the criteria for being able to access God, to approach him, right? To be blameless, to do what is right, a person of integrity, someone who does not gossip, who loves their neighbor, who does not align themselves with evildoers, right? Who um, is generous and who fears the Lord. When you read in uh, Deuteronomy and Leviticus, you will see how God provided a detailed uh, instruction or detailed instructions on how to build his tabernacle which is the sacred tent that David is referring to. I want you to remember that David wasn't the one who built the temple, which was the hardened structure. It was his son Solomon. Until that structure was built, they had a tent that they could collapse and then re-erect as they moved. 
it was a magnificent magnificent um piece of machine not piece of machinery but the way they orchestrated it and how god gave moses the um instruction on how it had to be constructed what kind of materials to use even he identified the the men who he had given the gift of craftsmanship in order to build it he was very detailed And then in Leviticus, you have all of the laws and everything that the people of Israel had to do. And the priest, only the priests were able to enter into this tabernacle. They were from the lineage of Aaron and they were of the tribe of Levi. They were the only ones who could enter the tent. Therefore, they were the ones who supposedly met all of this criteria that David mentions. I call reading or hearing, I recall maybe listening to a lecture. I can't remember if I read it or if I was listening to a lecture on the Old Testament that said that the priests, before they went into the Holy of Holies, which is the very last portion of the tabernacle, and that is where the Ark of the Covenant was and where the mercy seat of God was and that is where the presence of God dwelled well the priest had to go into that holy of holies and what they did is they tied a rope to his foot and I think it was his left I can't remember if it was his left or if it was his right foot but they tied a rope to him that had a bell and so once he entered that space he could he had to perform certain ceremonies on behalf of the people cleansing ceremonies and what have you and um he had to meet the criteria that david outlined so if he did not like if he was not blameless if if he was not righteous if you know he did not speak the truth when he entered into the holy of holies god would strike him down dead so as long as they could hear the bell moving, ding-a-ling-a-ling-ding-ding, <laughs> that means they knew that he was okay and he was performing what needed to be performed. But if they heard no bell, then they knew God had struck him, <laughs> struck him down and they would just drag him by the rope, pull him out by the rope. Isn't that something? That's how serious it is entering into the presence of God. Because remember, he is holy and therefore sin does not abide with holy and holiness wins out every time every time now going back to this criteria and being able you know having to meet that criteria in order to approach god how do you stack up against that (laughs) are you blameless do you always do what's right do you speak the truth from your heart? Do you got do you not gossip? Yeah, right? So for me personally, I fall flat. There is no way that we can meet all of these without some help. We need help in order to meet that. So where does our help come from? Isn't that a song? <laughs> it comes from Jesus. That's where we get the help. Because maintaining all of these laws as outlined in Leviticus is impossible for humanity. That's why God sent his son. He knew humanity wouldn't keep up with it, but he wanted to stress the point that he is holy and that we need 
to be cleansed before we come to him. So he sent his son who was able to keep all aspects of the law. Because he could, he being Jesus, now we are able to have access through him. Of course, we are still to strive to be blameless, to do all of these things that David outlined. But when we fall short, which we will every day, it doesn't hinder us from seeking God, from him hearing us and for him forgiving us because now we have Jesus. So now when you reread this psalm, um, for me, it points to Jesus. You know, who can walk blamelessly? I'm like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And because of him, now I know that I can. So it points to Jesus for me. He is the only one who is truly blameless, right? And thanks be to him that now we can dwell in God's sacred tent. So here's a pop quiz for you. Since the temple in Jerusalem was destroyed, so granted they had this tabernacle, but then when they established, when they were rooted and established in the promised land, they built the temple, but the temple was destroyed by Rome, right? We have to go back in history. My question is, where is God's sacred tent or or temple? Huh? Do you know? It's in us. It's in you. We are the temple of God. Recall what Paul stated in 1 Corinthians 6.19. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, you and I have unlimited access to God through Jesus all the time. He dwells within us. We carry God in us. And we need to allow him to shine through in our lives. There's nothing that hinders us from coming to him now that we've been washed in the blood of Jesus. And to me, that is worth praising and singing about. And that's what this psalm has done for us. Let's pray. Most gracious and heavenly Father, we come thanking you for giving us this song of praise, reminding us that we aren't good enough, but because you loved us so much, you sent your son who was, who met met every aspect of the law for our behalf so that now you dwell, your Holy Spirit dwells within us. We thank you for that precious Lord. Thank you for loving us that much. Thank you for no longer having a barrier between us and and you that separates us from you, your goodness. For you are holy and we recognize you as holy and we strive each and every day when we get up to live out your call on our lives, to do those things that are righteous, to to bide our tongues and to not be gossipers, to love our neighbors as ourselves, to not associate with people who are so clearly removed from you that they start to influence us. Instead, we pray for them, Father. Father, we love you and we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for making a way for us to have access to you all the time. And in this season that we find ourselves in, caring for our loved ones, no matter how hard it gets, 
Help us to remember that you are with us and all we need to do is call upon you because we are your temple. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, that was a pretty good little psalm. Kind of caught me by surprise as I read it. Reread it again today and just reflect on how good Jesus has been to us because now we have access to God all the time. And go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.